all of us. Everyone at the state's academic medical center. All working together to deliver complete care now and for generations to come. All over the state, including hospital and clinic locations from the Delta to the Gulf Coast. All for one reason. You. The University of Mississippi Medical Center. All for your health. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. You're listening to Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to family at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Good morning. This is Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, Chief of Development and Behavioral Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. Today we're talking about something every one of us have to deal with, whether we're in a high-pressure job or at home running a busy household. It occurs in neighborhoods. It occurs in schools. Likely there's not a day goes by that you don't have stress. So, like I said, we all experience it. A little bit is okay, may actually be good for you, good for your performance, but chronic stress that you don't deal with well may be harmful to your health. So today I want to talk about how this happens, what you can do, how maybe you can retrain that brain to do the right thing. Um, Some of us generally do better than others. Some of us are just wired differently than others. Now, I'm not talking today about post-traumatic stress disorder where true traumatic events happen, or I'm not really talking about anxiety disorders or depression. I'm happy to answer any questions on that. But today we're talking about everyday kind of stressors, loud noises, irritable personalities, a high demand job, maybe a crying child or a deadline that you're trying to meet, or maybe something I dealt with again today, is that traffic jam on the way to work. So um, what stressors do you have in your life, listeners? I want to know what's there and how you deal with it. Do you think that you may be harming your health by the way you respond? Do you think that you need some help? Well, today I am so delighted to have a guest with me who will give us some ideas of how we can better manage those stressors that we all encounter. Um, Today, Tara Blumenthal of Tara Yoga is with us. Um, Welcome, Tara. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here. It's great to have you. So... um, We all have our stories about how we got into what we do, but Tara, you have a unique story. Tell us a little bit about why why you are the yoga lady I hear so many good things about. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Um, You know, I definitely didn't uh, aspire to be the yoga lady growing up, Um, but I was in a psychology program at Mississippi College, and I was in a marriage and family counseling program. Um, that was my sight set on. Mm-hmm. I, that right. was what I was going to do. And unfortunately, I was in a really bad accident that um, did affect um, my memory and uh, did suffer from PTSD from that accident. But what I realized in that in the course of that was I really didn't know how to deal with stress mm-hmm. um, after the fact. Mm-hmm. And um, a, about a year or so later, you know, I, I wandered around trying to discover what my next step was. Eventually, I fell into yoga had no idea how much I would enjoy the practice of yoga, but also I had no idea literally how much stress I'd had in my life and how much I hadn't dealt with that, Mm -hmm. the ability to deal with it. And so that kind of started the journey of me sharing uh, the tenets of yoga, me sharing the practice of meditation and how everyday people can benefit from this. You don't have to be 
great at touching your toes or good at sitting still to benefit from these practices. And you don't have to innately be a calm person who knows how to to be calm and quiet. I think so many times um, when we think about individuals who engage in yoga, they are typically those people who are very calm and easy and never get rattled. But perhaps it's because they know how to use the yoga to help themselves be right. more calm. Right? Absolutely. We ca- I call them tools, life tools. Um, imagine trying to hang a picture without a basic nail and a hammer. That gets difficult. And if we don't have tools in our toolbox to deal with stress, then it continues to mount up until it's just almost unbearable. So uh, that's one approach to it. One of the interesting things, too, I want our listeners to know is that Tara actually works with um, sports teams um, and learning how to relax and calm and deal with the stressors, right? Right. So um, there's so many benefits for athletes now in uh, in the yoga world. Obviously, the first thing which a lot of people don't think about is injury prevention. Mm-hmm. On a base level, um, wear and tear for these guys and girls are just just very, it's very demanding on their bodies. So from an injury prevention, yoga comes in to help with increased range of motion so that the injuries go down. But from a mental aspect, what they're finding in athletes now is the stress of, are you going to get to start on the team? Are you going to get the first position? And so it helps the the team to deal with not only individually the stress that that's put on them from a performance perspective, but also it helps the team come together in a different kind of activity so that they can be, become more unified. Right. I think also um, where I could see this really help and uh, is if someone makes a mistake, misses a play. Um, I certainly know we've watched even professionals on, uh, I watch golf. I know a lot of people <laughs> don't, but I love golf. And so I, I watch golf on television. And sometimes you can see if someone misses a, uh, a relatively easy putt or ends up in a rough where they shouldn't be, um, then sometimes it can derail the most professional person there and it undermines the whole rest of their game and they go from being third um, to being 20th. So um, I'm sure that, that you could help someone learn how, okay, I made a mistake, now I have to calm myself down so I don't mess up the rest of the entire game. Absolutely. Um, There's no rule on celebration. I don't think that we need to be taught how to celebrate. We win, we celebrate. It's a very natural reaction. But when things don't go our way, um, the, the gamut of emotions is there. Anxiety, stress, fear, disappointment, anger. And it's not that those emotions are bad, but holding on to those emotions and the inability to deal with those are what get us in trouble. And especially from an athletic perspective, those are the most detrimental emotions if they can't figure out how to deal with them. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we're talking about stress listeners and what it we right now specifically are talking about stress in athletics, stress in sports and how it can undermine you. But think about stress in your day to day life and how it can perhaps undermine you. Um, We'd love to hear from you about your questions on how maybe you need to deal with it or how you have and your your thoughts uh, of what you have done to help yourself through. Give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four or you can send an email to family at MPB online dot org. So we we generally use the word stress when we feel like everything's just too much. Um too 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 much pressure, um too much noise, uh, too much load. Maybe we're overloaded at home or in the workplace. Um, anytime we feel like something is threatening our sense of well-being, we, we might call it stress. Now, like I said at the beginning, stress isn't always a terrible thing. Um, it, it might be good to a certain degree. It kind of drives up your alertness a bit, um, pulls your heart rate up a little bit, your blood pressure up a little bit, sort of gets you into the mode of reaction. But 
when you get in the overload is when it's bad for you. So um, stress and a stressor are really two different things. Um, so kind of let's let's talk through it as we move. Now, uh, before the show, I was telling Tara, on, on this show, we've talked about um, anger and what that and that fight or flight phenomena that can occur in your body where your your hippocampus kind of takes over and you um, you get the emotions um, just sort of run roughshod over that um, front part of your brain, the frontal cortex, the, the, the organizing and the reasoning through. Stress can do the same thing. Um, you might not react in the same way, but it does the same thing to your body. It drives up your heart rate, drives up your blood pressure, drives up your breathing. And that is what then sort of derails you from that calm situation to that person who all of a sudden isn't managing things. Right, Tara? Yes, absolutely. You know, I think we're kind of programmed at this point to make everything look good on the outside. What I tell people that come to me, they say, I can't relax. I'm so stressed out. And, and it's almost like confessional. And I say, you know, you're not a bad person because you have stress. We all have stress. Absolutely. And you're definitely not a bad person because you can't deal with your stress. It's, it's just that we need to find the tools. We need to figure out how to utilize them and find the best ones for you because we all respond, like you said, very differently to stress and to the stressors in our lives. I think it's important to note that most of us don't create our own stress. Most of the things that stress us out are the things that we're not in control of. They're outward stressors. Exactly. Right. It's how you deal with those outward stressors as to then what? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's go to our first caller. We have Lisa. Good morning, Lisa, in Bay St. Louis. You have a comment on stress? Not so much a comment, Doctor Susan. I, I'm I, I've been the I guess the guru since the since the eighties. Um, I uh, you know definitely have done, you know done the gymnastic team. I've, I've at, at 21 years old I was making movies and uh, and at the Cannes Film Festival. Oh wow! Um, you know very young, and then I got my master's degree at USM in psychology and. Uh, and uh, specialized in dance movement therapy. This is long time in the eighties, and I'm old. And um, <laughs> and you know, just just sort of like the the teacher I taught at university level about using dance and movement and breathing and exercise way before yoga even became yoga. And uh, you know, did in services for doctors and. and so you're clearly a believer, and no, not and... A, not so much a believer. I, I was the teacher. I'm not the believer. I was the I was the one trying to teach you know others and spread it around and have it. You know, it was hard to fight for getting you know the rights for music therapy and dance and uh-huh. movement and and everything to to for the insurance you know to take it when I was actively working and and everything. So. You know, making movies and doing all that, but, and you can relate to this part, once I had a child, everything, I had to put my career and everything on hold, and this was in in the early 90s, so, you know, the regular regular stress back then, it really wasn't because I, I was able to utilize it through expressive arts therapies and 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 work it through through mm-hmm. a choreography and and you know I definitely you know know how have you know be able to teach people how how to move and how to breathe and <clears throat> so I'm glad that yoga and all that's going on now because you know you got to have the the soldiers but when you have a child everything changes there's there's no uh, no thinking of just what you're gonna do and yourself and your career and all that. It's it becomes about your your child. And- yeah, uh, Lisa, let me let me stop you there just for a minute and and say that first of all, yoga's been around for a very very long time. I'm not sure what the inception was, but I know it's yeah, many 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 years ago, uh, well before we 
we were around, really, that are at least the concept of the calming moves and the meditation and and all. The other thing um, I I'm hearing you say, you said you're old. You don't sound like it, and I always say you're as young as you feel. The other thing that you said is um, you, when you're child came along it turned into all about the child and and not about you and frankly I just want to make a comment on that just quickly a little off topic to say that that really shouldn't be the case it it really yes it's important that the I have thought long and hard about why our society doesn't revere children more than they do that's another whole show but um, we have to be very careful on centering on the child so much that they believe that they are the center of the universe and that it's that that the um, the parents and the family unit doesn't matter. So I would be careful about that. So I think get back into your your stress management and what you know how to do with your psychology background also. And um, remember that you don't have to always um, give your life up for children. It becomes perhaps a back and forth. So we're going to take our first break. Um, Thanks for that call, Lisa. We are talking about stress, stress in your lives, how you manage it. Um, Do you need help? Do you think stress is overtaking you and what can you do about it? We have Tara um, Yoga here with us to help us work through some of this. Give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. This is Relatively Speaking and we'll be right back. Support for MPB comes from the University of Mississippi School of Education, offering online master's degrees in elementary education, higher education, and early childhood education. Your master's degree can be earned online in as little as one to two years. More information at education.olemiss.edu. Hi, I'm Sherita Brent. Coming up tomorrow morning at 10 on Everyday Tech, Jeremy Thompson and Wilts Couture will talk about the cloud, exactly what it is and what you can do with it. We'll also talk about other services like Google Drive and Dropbox. You can send us an email before or during the show to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Then join the conversation tomorrow morning at 10 right here on MPB Think Radio. can trust in radio built around you. Mississippi Public Broadcasting. You're listening to Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to family at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and I'm here with Tara Blumenthal. We are talking about stress and how we respond to it, what it does to our body. Um, sometimes it can be helpful as long as the stressor that we are experiencing is something that we know how to manage. Sometimes it gets us ready for something like, um, here's an example for our region. If you're at home and you know that a tornado, for example, is barreling toward you, the faster you can get yourself together, figure out what to do. So you've got that stressor, Right. You've got a stressor there. Um, Your fight or flight starts to kick in. Your heart rate goes up. Your blood pressure goes up a little bit. But if you let it take control of you and you don't use any of your front brain to think through things, then you are not going to manage that situation, that stressor, which is a pretty big one, you're not going to manage it well. So what we're talking about today is how to take a stressor without letting that stressor undermine you so much that you cannot 
be productive, move forward, take care of what you need to do, and how you can also make sure it doesn't um, hurt your health. And Tara, I know you had some thoughts about that and some comments that you may want to tag on, or maybe even we were talking about the at the break how how this really can be such a big issue and we just have to remind ourselves what we need to do to control those thoughts right well one thing you pointed out earlier was chronic stress and i I think that for for the everyday person trying to deal with whatever their stress is i think the first part is to acknowledge that we have stress um, and then to understand the root like what is the stress where is it coming from how much is it I think when we start to write down the things that that create stress in our lives, we can definitely get overwhelmed. And so for a lot of people, again, the um, default mode is just to just ignore that. But it's very important for us to to acknowledge the stress. And so one of the things that I like to do is educate on the different kinds of stress. Like you mentioned chronic and there's also acute Um, chronic would be, um, let's say you were in a car accident and you sustained severe injuries the stress of healing, the long term of that. The stressor of the pain, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Not just the physical pain, but also the, the mental um, concept of, was there, did I cause this? Was there something I could have done to, to stop this wreck? So there's a lot of um, psychological behind the stress as well. And then, you know, more acute, acutely would be, you almost were in an accident. The same thing happens. Your mm-hmm. heart rate goes up, your blood pressure increases, your breathing, your healthy breathing patterns get off, but you didn't get in the rack, so you don't have that physical, the injuries and the long-term care, but the stress is still there. And so it's very important for us to understand what we feel like emotionally when we're stressed too. Right. The emotions that are attached to that. Um, we're more irritable. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to talk exactly about some of those things besides what we've talked about, the body, the heart rate and all that stuff. But but also the other things that happen, um, we may sweat more. um, Right. Yes. Uh, So there there's another sign that may be very outward when you're trying to control your feelings of stress more inwardly. And I was, as we were talking about this, and as you were talking, certainly um, we've talked about explosive anger. And when people get upset about something, they might explode. But I think the people who sometimes are more damaged by stress and ongoing stress are those individuals who internalize everything. I was just about to say that. Right. Absolutely. And again, I think that we're, we're a society of make everything look good on the outside. Mm-hmm. And so holding it in, and again, it affects people differently. Um, I think that we we have three kind of default modes. Uh, there's the anger, and there's fear and sadness. And I think most people respond in that way mm-hmm. to stress. Um, mm-hmm. You can get so overwhelmed with an- anxiety and fear that you literally stop moving. So stress can be debilitating from that perspective. Exactly. Um, and again, for those whose anger is their default mode, then I definitely think that what you, you'll find uh, a connection with those folks. Those are the people with heart issues. Um, you know, they're still working on all of the research to support that. Yeah, but that's coming there, out now. There is certainly some research out there that supports that. But also, I believe that there are also those individuals who probably who deal with chronic stress by internalizing, never learning how to calm themselves, but never outwardly expressing it, who also suffer um, damage. And and certainly there are plenty of of research. uh, There's plenty of research about that very thing. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to hear from those of you who maybe feel like, you internalize things and how do you feel like that perhaps maybe you're dealing with more headaches or more um, GI stomach issues or um, is it that you don't sleep do you think you really have anxiety or is it that you're just not learning how to deal with these stressors and and maybe just 
learning how to do that would make life better for you. Um, Give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can send us an email to family at mpbonline dot org as we're talking about this. I think sometimes people who don't know how to deal with stress tend to be those individuals who kind of burn, have a burnout at their job or a, maybe even a burnout in their relationship when they, they don't know how to deal with this, this individual or this situation, this family situation. Um, and so instead of learning how to calm themselves and deal with it and talk through it, they step away from it. I've definitely seen individuals, actually, I have a distant family member who stepped away from a wonderful career uh, because it was, there were stressors there and they weren't quite sure how to deal with the stressors. Mm -hmm. And so they just said, to heck with it. I'm out. I can't do that. So is that the right thing to do? I don't know. Um, What do you think, Tara? Do you think perhaps um, that athlete or that teacher who has stressors going on, maybe if they learned how to self-calm a little bit better, they would be better off? I think we all have the the tools that we need. But again, accessing the tools, acknowledging them, understanding where they reside within is is important. Um, Another thing that we we discuss with, with stress management is isolation. You'll see that often. Um, and, and that may be what happened with your family member is we internal I mean, we first internalize, excuse me, and then we isolate and we have no one to discuss the things that stress us out. Or we choose to um, discuss those with other people who are also in a negative mind frame. Mm-hmm. So as we talk about stress, it's really important that we acknowledge how we perceive things like everything in life, how we perceive a situation. And I hate to say half full, half empty glass. But um, definitely the way that we see things is important. I referred to the to the potential miss of the car accident earlier. Right. You're going to have um, one group of people say, oh, my gosh, I'm so very lucky to have missed that, to have been just a few seconds off. I'm so grateful that I wasn't in the accident. And then you'll have some people leave that same that same uh, circumstance and say, I'm so mad. And for the rest of the day, they're angry because it almost happened. Yeah, because it almost happened. And some, quote, idiot did something that put them in danger. And so instead of saying, oh, thank you, I did not have something horrible happen. And instead, they were right furious about it. Right. Well, let's go to our next caller. Um, Before we go to our second break, we have Elizabeth in Memphis. Elizabeth, good morning. Thanks for calling. Hey, how are you doing today? Doing great. Um, You had mentioned something about internalizing stress. Yes. And it just really took me back to, you know, growing up in a household that there were lots of things going on that were very, very, very stressful. And I used to have constantly headaches, stomach aches, just all those things that, you know, and I'm sure people thought I was faking it, but it's real. I mean, when you don't have any way to deal with the things that are going on in your life or you don't have anyone to talk to, it will manifest itself in physical symptoms. Oh, absolutely, Elizabeth. There is very, very clear evidence of that. And, you know, people call those psychosomatic illnesses, meaning they're coming from your mind. But but there is very good evidence that... um, Chronic headaches, chronic stomach aches, and people who are dealing with chronic um, stress, um, that that pain is real. And so many times the treatment may be, um, and, and, you know, being an MD, I can, I can say this about us. Many times physicians um, don't think about the fact that we need more therapy, more help with learning how to calm ourselves rather than a medicine. And if you, any, any amount of reading that you do about anxiety or um, just chronic stress, um, most people recommend therapy 
by far and away first line, and I'm talking about um, talk therapy, um, calming therapy, yoga therapy, meditation therapy, mindfulness training, all of that um, over medication because you can really get into a vicious cycle. And Elizabeth, I hope you had someone who helped you with that. Well, uh, that's what I'm working with now, and my question to you is, at, at this, I guess, late day, I'm a, an adult, obviously, but do you feel like or do the studies say that it's possible to overcome things that happened earlier with appropriate treatment when one is older? Absolutely. Tara's nodding her head. I'll let you comment on that, and then I'll add to it. Go ahead, Tara. Yeah, Elizabeth, um, and I don't know if you heard the beginning of the segment or not, but I referred to my inability to cope with stress and also to acknowledge that. And one of the things that we haven't really uh, touched on yet is is grief and loss, which creates an immense amount of stress on anyone. And I had significant loss at a young age of both my mother and father, by the oh time goodness. I was 15. Yeah. And, and I'm, um, a healthy 41 now. And I will say that I probably didn't, uh, delve into the grief, uh, process until I was in my, um, twenties. And I, I would say that I'm still delving into that, but I'm a huge fan of integrating, um, all the different positive modes of therapy to get you to where you need to be. And I am a, I'm a great poster child for overcoming. So, um, I wish you, I wish you lots of success (laughs) with that, but, um, I'll, I'll say this. I speak highly of, um, psychotherapy. Um, and then if, if pain has resulted, physical pain has manifested in your body from long-term dealing with things, then massage therapy, acupuncture, those are great ways to, um, let someone else help you out, um, alleviating that stress. And of course, I'm obviously a big fan of yoga because it it starts to help us to empower ourselves. So we put strength back in ourselves as opposed to only looking for other people to help us. And I think there's a healthy balance of all of those modalities working together. Wonderful. You you have given me hope, ladies. I really appreciate (laughs) you. Thank you. Well, good, Elizabeth. Thanks for listening. You really can. We were talking about the way you're wired. You really can sort of rewire that brain, teach yourself how to control blood pressure, heart rate, how to calm your breathing. Um, there, there clearly is a way to do that. And yoga is, is one, one of those modalities that can really be helpful. Wonderful. Thank yeah. you so much. Well, thanks for your call and thanks for listening and good and luck. Keep up the good work. Okay. <laughs> well, we are going to go to our next break. Uh, we are talking about stress, stressors, how you can manage it, what you do about it, what you think about um, who puts that stress on you and, and how maybe you've deflected it. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring that's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, or you can send an email to family at mpbonline.org. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and we'll be right back. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. You're listening to Relatively Speaking on MPB Think Radio. We're glad to take your calls at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can always email your comments and questions to family at mpbonline.org. This is MPB Think Radio, Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Welcome back. This is Relatively Speaking. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress, and I'm here with Tara Blumenthal of Terry Yoga. We're talking about stress, stress management, what you can do to help yourself, 
how you can manage this um, with some expert help sometimes. And um, Terry, you had a uh, comment about being careful about Googling and te- teaching yourself to to breathe properly. And Right. It's, yeah. it's kind of like Googling or WebMDing your symptoms. Yeah. It's such a terrible <laughs> idea. And I'll, people will come to me and they'll say, well, I, you know, I Googled this, this program for yoga for back pain. And to be honest with you, I've seen some of the worst suggestions, counterintuitive to back pain. And especially if we don't have an actual diagnosis, such as, you know, degenerative disc disease or there's a herniation, it's just a bad idea all around. And even some of the breathing techniques that are passed down, um, even through the yoga tradition, can be very harmful um, to people with lung disease or um, any pre-existing heart condition. So it's really important that you find an expert in whatever field that you're dealing with and who really knows what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that to say that. So if you do have chronic pain or if you are having issues, be sure you get them checked out by your physician. And and then if if they feel that it's related to stress or if you feel it is and they've come up with no other hard evidence of any other disease, then certainly um, move forward to look at someone who is an expert. So we've got several callers waiting on the line. Let's go on back. We have Julie and Jackson. Good morning, Julie. Thanks for calling. Good morning. You have some comments on stress from others? Well, sure. Yeah. Um, I um, was wondering, um, I actually I practice at, at, at Paris Studio and um, thoroughly enjoy the benefits of the practice. Um, as far as stress goes, um, oftentimes I'll find sort of in the moment, I, I find myself stressed um, by but conflict between other people when I'm just around it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, somebody in some relationship or um, you know, I'm around friends or at work or whatever, it's other people who are in conflict ends up stressing me out and I feel like my anxiety rising. Yeah. Um, so I wondered if maybe Tara could speak to that and maybe there's some techniques for um, in the moment when I'm just around situations that don't necessarily involve me directly stress Um, from yeah so just how you deal with the stress when you feel like you're in a situation where others are maybe even stressing each other out do you want to come in on thanks julie for your call you're cutting out a little bit but i think we got the gist of what you were saying yes thank you julie absolutely i think that we actually trigger each other often Mm -hmm. um and that's where the that's where it would be helpful if everyone practiced mindfulness, mm-hmm. but they don't, which is where our stress comes from. You've got one person in a situation um, seeing uh, a conflict arise, and, and how do you respond? I definitely wouldn't suggest getting overly involved. That's only going to create more stress for you. But I think that it's important for us to realize what our triggers are, and if we know that we're going to be triggered and we're not necessarily feeling emotionally strong, stay out of that situation Mm -hmm. like it's not necessary to go to every event every party um everything that that is presented to you um healthy boundaries of saying no when it doesn't work for you is a really great tool to utilize however there are those situations where it's a work function you're required to go you know where again we feel like we're not in control because the thing that creates the stress calls the shots and um the, the most important thing i say is always utilize the breath I mean, my students hear me say that um, when I give talks to corporate offices, breathing is really important. Oh, so important. We tend to hold our breaths yeah, when we get we upset, do. don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or, or shallow breathe. You know, uh-huh. clearly we're all still breathing uh, as we're still <laughs> upright. It's not like we just mysteriously all of a sudden stop. I mean, slight of sleep apnea or some kind of, you know, actual uh, diagnosis. But how we breathe is super important and it doesn't need to be these gasping deep breaths it just needs to be good diaphragmatic breathing to help to um, get that good control re- that yeah. nervous system to go yeah. everything's okay 
But I like your point, too, and I, I want to reiterate that, that if if you are in a situation that is causing you the feeling of being very stressed and you can move away from it, get away from it. Um, if it's an office party, um, certainly then uh, make your appearance and then uh, leave. Right. It's really OK to to have that perfunctory appearance and then leave if you know that the situation might be stressful to you. And I think that's where we get to the root is why do we feel like we need to be at this place why do we feel like we need to engage and so we can continue to kind of get back to the root of what's causing us to act interact or or not right right well let's go to terry now terry you're on the road in louisiana and you have some comments too on stress what's going on with you well i've had several deaths in my family Mm, Uh, the first one was Uh, My mother dying last November 2nd. Then my husband died after three months of staying in the hospital this past May. My aunt died in June, and my stepdaughter died in September. Oh, my goodness, And these were all uh, health-related, and I'm having to deal. It seems like I don't have enough time to grieve for one before I have to grieve for another, and... Um, I'm having to deal with um, my husband's insurance issues and VA issues, a lot of issues there. And I'm just now, yesterday afternoon, I just saw a social worker to try to talk it out. Great. I know at the very beginning, I wanted to take a trip after my husband died, and I can spot that as wanting to escape and... I knew that I had to stay and face different things that I was going to have to take care of. My daughter is living with me now, thank God. She's able to stay there for a good while until a house that she wants to buy is ready. And uh, so we are helping each other. I'm helping her deal with her issues. She's helping me deal with mine. We're able to laugh together, which is helping. And uh, it's just turning out to be a good situation, but there are still there's still that pressure in the background. Wow, um, Terry, I just have to say, you sound like a really resilient person. You've um, gone through so many so many sadnesses and still your voice sounds like it's got a lilt to it it sounds like that you are seeing something positive in your life right now with your your daughter certainly moving in and i'm so glad that you've reached out this is more than just the day-to-day stressors right here absolutely Uh, I can identify with you, Terry, and I wanted to just um, acknowledge the amount of loss that you've had in a short period of time and um, and and just and just say the words. I'm very sorry. Um, A lot of times with with death, and I'm sure you've had this recently, people really don't know what to say. And I don't know if you've had some some folks say the wrong thing, Um, but I'll say that I recently went through a situation of losing three dear people in a very short time as well. And this time was different because I knew that I have a, I had a tendency to not actively grieve. And it sounds to me like you are, you're aware of the fact that you need a lot of time to grieve each death separately. And you're a little even overwhelmed with that process. Um, but I, I would like to just, just lovingly suggest um Practice and patience with yourself because it's you're doing a lot and you're wearing a superwoman cape at this point, in my opinion. So practice a little patience with yourself and loving kindness. And I don't think that it would be a bad idea for you to get a little vacation, a little trip, and maybe you guys could go together. I don't either. I think that's a great suggestion. I, I know you you know you need to face some of the business issues and some of the other I'm sure estate issues that that are facing you, Terry, but it's okay to take your time. So um, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. And it took forever to get his death certificate because of a change that had to be made. And sometimes it just seems overwhelming, but most overwhelming is that he was a DNR and I was the one that had to say, 
do not resuscitate. Right. And yes. I have guilt issues with that, and I miss him so terribly. Terry, let me just say to you that this is one of the most important things that families can do is realize when it's okay to let go and when it's the right time to let that person have their peace. So please do not feel guilty. If there was a DNR, a do not resuscitate, that means that there was a plan, that that there was no hope. And of course, it's hard to let go of people that you dearly love, but you know it was the right thing, and you need to keep telling yourself that. So I hope you will continue to talk to that social worker who is helping you work through things and um, give yourself a break and know you did the right thing. So, Terry, thanks for your call and good luck. Um, that's a tough situation, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And I wasn't speaking as a professional by any means, but just from someone who has way more experience in grief than I'd like to. Yeah. But it's nice to, to know that um, you have permission. Yeah. That's the biggest word is permission, permission to not be okay. That's right. Permission to have a difficult day and then the next day be a good it's one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Let's go next to Katie and Jackson. Katie, thanks. You've been waiting a while. You have some thoughts about stress. I, I do. And I just want to say, I don't want to downplay anything that anybody has just said because dealing with grief and kind of that overwhelming stress is much more challenging. But I've also had some experience with dealing uh, with people who find stress in happy times. Um, So like the birth of a child or an exciting new job or a new move. And just to kind of validate that those things can be stressful too and that a response of stress in those situations is understandable. It's different, but, but it can be a problem as well. Oh, absolutely, Katie. Thank you for bringing that up. Like you said, certainly some of those huge stressors like um, deaths or or divorce, those are those are huge issues that can cause a lot of stress and ultimately anxiety or depression. Um, even when you've moved through the grief process, you kind of get stuck. But what you're talking about is something we do need to talk about, is those happy times that people get stressed about. Out and sometimes don't manage that well, Tara, right? A segue to the holidays. Exactly. <laughs> a great, a great one. Yeah. You know, allegedly the holidays are supposed to be celebratory with family and uh, coming together and they're not for so many people. <laughs> we're, so if many we're going times, to be honest, there's a lot of stress. Right. And, and I think what we say, the conversation that we play in our heads is if this one person wouldn't be there or if this one thing would happen. Um, and so I appreciate what Katie said about uh, about really positive things, also creating a certain level of stress. It's because that, that can happen. Um, one of the things we haven't really discussed yet is the element of, of gratitude. And um, that is one of the other, I'd say, pretty strong ways to combat stress mm-hmm. is when we start to acknowledge that we're overwhelmed, we, we're feeling spread thin, that our plate is full. Like with that move and you don't have time yeah. to get everything arranged. And yeah. we want, you know, uh, uh, that that ugly, dirty P word, perfect. We want everything perfect. Right. And so when we don't have the ability to do that at the time, um, that's when gratitude is uh, and it, it's it's the oldest cheesiest saying in the book, but it's such a powerful. When we can truly tap into gratitude, it's a powerful emotion. Right. Um, it starts to overshadow the fear and the doubt. It starts to overshadow the um, I didn't have this perfect table setting or whatever it is that creates stress. And I think that um, one thing that also also helps has helped me in the past, even at my most difficult time, was thinking. Somebody else has it worse than I do. There's, you know, when you think about it, I have a roof over my head. I have food. There are plenty of other people that have it worse than I do. And so if we can allow ourselves to have a conversation, not that we're um, downplaying our struggles, but that we're acknowledging that we're not the the only person and we're certainly not alone. Right. And I think, Katie, you brought up the birth of a child, too. I think that is often a time of high stress, especially first-time 
um, parents when, um, no, they've never had a baby before, whether they adopted this child in a newborn period or um, become a foster parent for the first time or birthed a child. It's it's all stressful because it's all new, no matter what. And so those are times of happiness mm-hmm. and gratitude, but at the same time might impart some stress. So to try to get yourself centered, get in place, ask for help when you need it, because many times um, the the stress is the stress of time or stress of feeling overwhelmed. And if you can parse that out a little bit, Um, delegate a little bit and ask for help, many times it will make you feel better in control. So um, I think the I love the gratitude too. And the holiday time, we will, we will talk again before the holidays get here about the, some of the stressors that can happen um, during the holidays, even when you're supposed to be very happy and very thankful. Mm-hmm. So, Tara, I want to thank you so thank much you. for being here today. Do you have any parting words of wisdom you'd like to? lay upon us in the next minute or so. Oh, thank you. Yes, it's been wonderful to be here. And and I would like to say this, um, our lives can be complex. And oftentimes, the more complex things become, we think that we need a complex solution. And I'd like to offer just something simple. We talked about breathing. So reminding people to breathe and to just take a moment to breathe. Um, breathing, moving and connecting. Those are my three suggestions Mm -hmm. as in don't let your stress become so overwhelming that you're unable to move and you're, you're feeling debilitated and then connecting again with other positive people, positive groups, maybe, maybe seeking out professional help Mm -hmm. too. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Remember that just because you experience stress doesn't make you a bad person. Right. Tara, thank you so much. What beautiful words. Breathe everybody. (laughs) Relatively Speaking is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded in part by a grant from the University of Mississippi Medical Center and generous support from the members of the Foundation for Public Broadcasting in Mississippi. Today's show was engineered by our producer, Jay White, our call screener, Sam Wells. I'm Dr. Susan Buttress. Join us next Tuesday at 11 for Relatively Speaking. We're going to talk about the value of pets in your life. And now stay tuned for Here and Now, coming up next on MPB Think Radio.